Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and share the episode. If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out at the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thank you. The old saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, is not something I really want applied to the guy who's packing my parachute. Welcome to the Strive Seek Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. Failure, a word with so many uses, from machine breakage, critical failure of a key component, something that always comes to mind with O-rings and space shuttles, unfortunately. Two grades, you failed the class, you're done, it's over. It is often used as a word to mark the end rather than any opportunity for growth. So while I've been processing this in my own life, I thought I'd share what I've thought about with what is, I hope, a healthy perspective. Now let's get started. So I'm going to start out a little easy today because at one time or another, we've all been there. Start out with creative processes. Failure is very much part of the journey. Cookie's a great example of this. I've been teaching my daughters to make eggs, uh, barbecue, all of it over the last few years. And it does not matter how many times you go through it with them, how many times you sit, observe, and intervene to prevent them from making the mistake. Until they've experienced making it themselves without a net and possibly over-garlicked it or over-salted it, in some cases making it inedible, they don't really grasp it. There's something experimental about it that makes it real learning. And it gets they get to make it their own in the process. Now, I've taken two kids through this process, and they do a great job cooking breakfast at this point. The third is at the point where we're going to start. So here in the next year, I'm going to end up eating some really salty eggs before it's all said and done. But in my mind, that is learning opportunity that comes from the mistake, the failure of not understanding yet something as simple as how spices work or what temperature is best. The first time you make a dish as an adult that you've researched explicitly on the interweb or found in a cookbook, after the first time you eat it, most of the time, you spend hours afterwards trying to figure out how to tweak it because it's never as good as it should be. And while that's not a failure, you don't necessarily have the ability to make those adjustments if you hadn't gone through the previous failure with spices whenever you learned to cook in the past. Another example of this can be found in writing. Learning to write is an exercise in failing, learning from that failure and repeating. How to write a topic sentence, how to develop a character, how to cite research. There's a lot of things that you learn in the process of writing. All of this while seeking your own voice and making it your own. 
So of course there's mistakes along the way. And once you found that voice, the process isn't over because you still have to be striving to improve. For instance, rejection. This is a study in possibly how not to react. I got my first rejection letter for a short story I wrote, which, looking back, is one of the short stories I don't have a copy of. Probably that's a good thing, because the story itself was complete dreck. Nasty. My response to the feedback, and it was feedback I got from the rejection from, I believe it was Asimov's, was to grade the letter. Look at the grammar. Look at the punctuation. I know, 19-year-old me's maturity knows no bounds. But because I decided to focus on that and my anger, it took me months to see the constructive feedback it contained. For years, I kept that letter hanging on my wall, whether it was a dorm room, an apartment, at one time in a house. Because that rejection, that mark of failure, was completely motivating for me. Which is not to say that if you searched my name on the internet, you'd find any short stories or novels published. Far from it. The best I've ever done is semifinals in a national writing contest. Which is not a reason to quit. It's a reason to get back to work. That's just two examples. Thinking of even things like gardening or building things around your home. Both provide opportunities to learn, grow from the failures that will come from mistakes. Because, and I'm going to say it again, without failure, there aren't opportunities for real growth. Henry Ford is quoted as saying, Failure is just the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And the man had a point, despite some of his political leanings being more than a little disturbing. And while I haven't got out of the way to invent something as interesting as the assembly line or figure out how to rip people off by turning packaging into spare parts, it's a quote I can easily cross-apply to my career. And looking back, it's happened a couple of times. At one point in my career, I had in my mind a straight trajectory of A to B to C and came to realize two things. C wasn't very likely the way things were going, and B, the goal didn't fit. I reevaluated. I hadn't done amazing on goal B, so C wasn't even an option. So I moved on. I learned. I grew. I moved into a different function in my career. And again, I put myself in a situation where in my mind, that career goal is A to B to C. Straight line. You take this step, check mark, do a great job. B, do a great job, check mark. C should come. C didn't come. And that has led to seven years of twists and sidesteps that I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. Because as prepared as I thought I was for C, I think I am so much better off having had those experiences that have broadened me as a human being. So that failure, setback, however you want to phrase it, has led to some of the best things that have happened to me 
in my life. It opened my eyes to possibilities I had blinded myself to because I believed it was a one-way straight-line route. And I found, in my opinion, for me, for my family, a better way. And if things had come easy, I don't think I'd have done that. And I would have missed out on all those lessons, and that would have been a tragedy. Thomas Edison was once asked by a reporter, how did it feel to fail a thousand times in regards to the light bulb? Edison replied something to the effect that he didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention of a thousand steps. And even though Edison was a better CEO and pitchman than inventor, this holds true. So I read an article a couple of months ago, and the focus of it was the fact that it's Silicon Valley that celebrating failing is an idea. Now, the whole purpose of the article was talking about that venture capitalists will hold these huge parties to celebrate when, when one of their ideas implodes. On the surface, I loved this idea and then immediately had a problem when I read the rest of the article. Because they were focused on the idea of failure itself. Sort of a cheer of, yes, it didn't work. They weren't focused on celebrating the learning that can come out of that failure. Because if you're not actively learning, you're leaving your future up to blind luck again. If you do not clinically autopsy the failure dissect what your decision-making processes were, what was wrong with the idea, then take the nuggets that you pull from that and use what you've learned to develop your next success. Maybe that next success will have a thousand different attempts in it. You don't know, but you need to learn every step of the way. Failing is a necessary part of building resiliency. Okay, this is something that you see easily in sports. Every year in one of the pros or college sports, you can see it. An undefeated team, cakewalking through the season, unchallenged, and then someone punches them in the mouth. And when they're asked to overcome that adversity, they don't know how to turn it on. They don't know how to rise. The flip side to that is that scrappy team who just barely gets by every week. They win. They win ugly. There's always doubt, but they keep working. And then they come out the other side and have an amazing season because of it. As much as I hate to say it as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I like to think of the Giants, the David Tyree catch, beating the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. A scrappy team that had no business being there, but managed to battle it through to the end because they were resilient. Now let's personalize it. The same can be true with our own lives. If we don't get challenged, we don't get better. With our children's lives, with our careers, we tend to stagnate if there's nothing to strive for. Hell, if we don't challenge ourselves 
and gives ourselves the space to fail, we can all fall into what I call the video game response. Shut off the game and walk away. Hit reset and try again. It's the modern version of, I'm mad, I'm taking the ball and going home. All this to say, it seems to me, without failing, recognizing that failure and growing, you're never going to reach the future you imagine. Reflect, learn, move forward. Strive, seek, find. Couple quick shout outs. I'd like to thank everyone who chimed in and pushed me forward on the Facebook page when I asked about a Keep Seeking Your Own Brilliant Future t-shirt. Amy, with a very minor assist from me, put one together on Teespring. Amy and I have shirts on the way, and I hope I have all the suggested colors available. Thanks to Russ, Rafe, Brenda, Amy P., Griff, Colleen, and Shannon for the feedback and the push I needed to put this together. If you choose, there's a link to order on the Facebook page. A second quick shout-out. A friend of the podcast since the beginning, Griff, has a new project out. A huge Bond fan, he's doing a series of bonus episodes for his podcast, The Paul and Griff Show, called Operation 007 Minutes. It's a tight, well-written look at the individual Bond movies in about seven minutes. If you like Bond or just movies, take a look. Worth mentioning. I'm really feeling the need to scream science at the top of my lungs with this one. In the book and the movie The Martian, the lead character talks about sciencing the shit out of problems in order to survive. And with me talking about learning from failure this week, this one seems really appropriate. The Perseverance rover is landing this week on Mars. It's landing at 3.55 Eastern Time on February 18th. It'll become the latest Mars rover to land on the Red Planet. And if you haven't followed these landings, it's amazing that they're able to make it safely to the ground. In a mission with all sorts of firsts, the biggest one to me is this is first mission to have a helicopter drone being sent to Mars as part of the mission. This is amazing for our knowledge of our stellar neighbor, and makes it worth checking out. I've linked a description of the landing, what it entails and how to watch it on the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook. That's it for this week's episode of Strive Seek Find. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please review it. It really helps. If you had feedback or ideas, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, Keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.